This podcast is brought to you by Steed Motor Group, Clare Galway. For your personalised vehicle shopping experience, find out more at steedmotorgroup.ie. So delighted now to be joined by former Galway footballer Barry Cullinan and Heather O'Griefa to look ahead to the action in round four of the Galway uh, Senior Football Championship and final round of the group stages in round three of the Intermediate uh, Championship as well. Um, a huge weekend of action awaits with besides a lot of clubs fate this weekend of where they're going to go. Barry, I presume you're missing the power rankings on a week like this. <laughs> that's it yeah 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 as I said it's um, controversial enough but sure look it's it's a bit of crack at the same time Paddy Rogue I hope you weren't involved in any uh, <laughs> trolling or anything like that when you saw where I had in the brandy but look they're flying up the table in the intermediate rankings in fairness to them they're, they're powering ahead and, and they look like you know I know Kilconley's still number one but the brandy still look like probably the team to beat at this stage Um. And in the senior football, yeah, look, one or two surprises maybe from the start of it. But it'll be interesting now when when the quarterfinals are, are sorted out in a week or two to go back and look at the uh, look at the first round first round of the power rankings and see how many how many of the first eight did we get right, or more importantly, uh, how many how many did we get wrong? But sure, look, that's all that's all part of it, and that's why we get paid the big money. And. Uh... Tyler, just on that, uh, we'll get into senior first, but just on your own club, uh, Michal Brannocks first. Um, as Barry said, they really are from so far. Yeah, I think so. Um, they, they seem to be happy enough at home now. I, I, I've no involvement or anything. I, I don't be down as much as I used to, but um, obviously it'd be great mates with a lot of them. But they, they seem to be happy enough at training, how things are going. They're obviously aware of the last few years. They may be, they may be thought that they underachieved or un- underperformed more so. You know, they they weren't getting the best out of themselves because, you know, a few years ago they were only in senior and they were competing in senior, you know. And I know there's a there's a there's a step down and and they they probably were losing lads, etc. But to be to be fair to them, they look happy. They look like they're playing with with good fluency and all you know so it's 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 hard to know i, I know kilconley are, are are top of the group and number one for a reason and they seem very very strong at the moment but as far as they know the, the Rani, you know they're they're very happy at the moment and, and they're going well do you miss it probably not being able to play <laughs> yeah of course um ara look it's 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 that thing that you, you can never replace you know you're you're born and raised playing football in hurling i suppose it's more football than after a while and it's the void that you can't replace, really, really and truly. You know, you try other things, but you know, football was number one for me. But uh, you'll always miss it. But I, I kind of, I, I kind of um, made my peace with it too. You know, once I, you know, got to a stage where the injuries were carrying on too much, you know, you had to look after the body too and be, be, you know, sane about it and and be realistic about things. So I made my peace with it, but it, it's it's a huge regret also that I didn't go on to play more. You know, uh, how many times was it you did the uh, cricket? So at the end it was four, but the, the last one was just a partial tear. Like, but you know, I I probably could have, I can't could have you know come back from it maybe perhaps, but I I kind of just walked away that time. I didn't think I was up for the rehab and the going through the slog. And I think I was advised really that, you know, you know, there's more to life than football, and which was tough to take at the time. But you know, looking back now, maybe in years to come, I'll be happy I did walk away when I did. You know, because there's a lot of damage done there, but it is what it is. 
just with that, a lot of players seem to be doing the cruciate. I presume when you nearly do this cruciate, it's the dreaded injury. No player wants it. But like for your own head, I, I'd say when you're going through that at least three or four times, it's, it's just probably a mess. Like it's probably so tough mentally. Ah, of course it is. Like, you know, so many people have done it. But, you know, it, I, when I had done it at the time, you know, over the years, you know, I had great support. The Galway GE were great. Me, my own club were so good to me, you know, so... I had the best of medical background helping me along, but um, it's just wear and tear, you know, the body's not able for it after a while, and the, the more you do it, I suppose, the more it, it's going to kind of reoccur, and it's going to happen more and more often, but uh, it's 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 a dreadful injury, like any injury for any sportsman, but um, I suppose this one is, is very common in this day and age. It probably is getting to the stage now, I suppose, compared to a few years ago, where probably the rehab and everything getting better for players to come back. You've probably seen players maybe come back a bit quicker than usual. Yeah, you, you hear of boys who are back within six or seven months. Like, but, um, it, it all depends on the person and how, how they're reacting to different things. They could get a little um, a little sidetracked or a little bump on the road and they have to, you know, go off again for another week or two and do something extra, you know. But everyone reacts different to every injury. Everybody reacts different to every sort of rehab method or, or program that's ahead of them. But it's... It's it's tough either way, you know what I mean? You have to put in the slog, otherwise, you know, you hear of lads who go out for nine or ten months and then within a month or two they could do the other other knee or other ankle or other hip or other hammer or whatever it is because they're so focused on getting one thing right. But there's a lot to it. For sure. And, and just to get into the senior championship lads at Group A first, you have Mike Cullen, obviously, um, have been the dominant team there top of the group and then you have Anna Down, uh, James and Midtown uh, all level on points and then uh, Lechermore and Spiggle sitting on the bottom both with uh, zero points there. <clears throat> Barry, safe to say the game of the weekend here really is Anna Down and Midtown uh, Saturday evening uh, at 5.45 in Tune Stadium. Uh, yes, yes, safe to say, and, and Group 1 is, is very competitive. But just, just before you start, we start that, I must say, in terms of Paddy Rogue, like it was a huge, and not just saying it because he's looking at me on Zoom, but like he's been a huge loss to go with football. Like I remember seeing him at, at under 21 level, and like he was, he was a huge talent, and just, just a pity. I think two people stand out to me that their, their careers in go with football have been cut short badly is, um, obviously outside of Michael Meehan would be Patrick Sweeney and Pad Rogue. I think they were uh, two huge losses to to go with football and would have been would have been super, super players. But look, that's that's life and, and such a it, it's a pity. But we move on and yeah, and a down and or Milton and this group this group in general like is competitive. So yeah, look, we expect Mike Cullen to go and beat Catcher more at the weekend and, and probably you know, they'd have eight points, they'd be top of the table. Do they put everyone out against Anna Down? They might even look at bringing people back, someone like Sean Kelly in their last group game. So you'd expect them to go and win that. So that leaves Anna Down, Milltown and St. James's battling it out. And the, the crazy thing is they, they all play each other or in the last two games, you've Anna Down and Milltown this weekend and you've made St. James's and Milltown next weekend. So it's going to be really, really tight. Um, I, I think Milltown are going really well and I was really impressed with their kind of battling ability against against Mike Cullen when they were under the cash, they were well down. Mike Cullen had the run on them. They just stuck in there and they've loads of pace. And they're down with a big win over Spiddle. But I don't know if they're going overly well. Um but I have a funny feeling that the three teams 
in this group. So Anna Down, so my Cullen will top the group. And then I think St. James's Anna Down and Milton, one of the two, one of them will end up being the, the top third, if that makes sense. So in terms of Saturday evening for Anna Down Milton, I think Milton will squeak this one. Um and and I'm yeah, I, I think I just think Milton will, will, will squeak it and they'll probably squeak that second place in this in this group. Just on that, um, Barry, we're still seeing a lot of the stalwarts uh, play for Milton, the Blakes and etc. still going. For you, how are they still doing it at this age? Because even against Mike Cullen, they were like the Maritans, the Blakes, like they were producing really impressive performances. Yeah, the, the, the thing is, like when you're particularly club level, like when you're good, you're good and you know age isn't as important at club level and you, like look at Gerard Farrer what he did during the week 16 points for Castle Gar and, and like, he's definitely 40 I don't know if he's 41 yet I won't he, he, he could be highly insulted if I said he was 41 but like Michael Martin's an excellent footballer and at club level he'll still be an excellent footballer the same as Sean Blake the same with Carl Blake and now they just have a sprinkling and that's what you need in teams like that where maybe they don't have the big, big player base that, that some of the other clubs have. They need to hang on at times and no better team than Milltown just to hang on and wait and wait and wait for a couple of talents to come through and they now have them with Jack Coran and the two Costellos and they'll be waiting for one or two more and as one or two more come, one or two more of the older lads will fall away and and that's just that's just the nature of it. But tradition is, is huge as well in that place, no matter if they had... 15 geriatrics on the pitch. When they put on that blue jersey, Milltown have a tradition that they feel like they're one of the top teams in the county and that's what has them kind of consistently there, you know, competitive every year and, and it's a credit to them. Just with that, Padder, obviously Anna Downer coming into this one on the back of uh, impressive enough performance against Onsbidia and it didn't go well for them open today, but they seem to have there seems to be a small bit of momentum for Anadown coming into this one. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, they started a bit slow, all right. Uh, I've noticed that, but Alan Glynn seems to have them a bit, you know, or a motor now at the moment. Like, and they seem to be going well. I know they put up six goals against Spiddle. I wouldn't read too much into that. Like, you know, and I know Spiddle were missing a good few on the day, and just you know, sometimes they can go in like that. They could have easily not gone in as well. Um, the only thing is, my or Milton put it up to my Cullen for a while there in their in their championship game. Like you know, there wasn't a huge scoring difference between us. So like um, you know, it's a, it's a very tight one to call. But I th I think myself just a, a prediction. It's it's I I think Milton may squeeze this one on the weekend. How do Milton cope with Damien Gomer? Yeah, <laughs> how does anybody cope with him? Ah, like anything, I suppose they have a game plan. You know, you, you probably have to be realistic. You have to have two lads around them, give or take one lad beside him at all times and another fella floating about. It's it's like Clifford in, in Kerry, you know, like the likes of Comer. Like, these lads are going to win the ball. They're going to get points. They're going to get a goal here and there. You just have to, you know, try and keep it to a minimum that, you know, as best possible, keep them to maybe a one point or two points or three points or a one-one at max, you know. And you have to focus on your own game too, that, you know, you know that, Damo is that calibre sort of player that he will get something like that in the game, but you just have to focus on your own game. And Milton, Milton will look at Damo for sure. They'll look at other lads too, but they'll definitely focus on their own lads as, as much as, as, as Damien Comer, you know. I think the most, just, just from that, I think the most important aspect of that, and Padre, you'll probably agree with me, this is 
more than likely at some stage, Damien Comer get a goal on Sunday or Saturday evening. Like, you know, he's he's highly likely to do it. Yeah. I think the big focus for Milltown is that they they when they do that, that they don't and they don't don't get the next score. You know, the Milltown is something in place. They're right. He gets a goal. We make sure we retain possession from our kickout. We work it down the pitch yeah. and we try and get a score or two from that. And I think at times what you see happen is, is particularly when the good teams. And I see it. I see Mike Cullen do this to teams on a number of occasions where they get a goal. Desi sticks a goal. Whatever happens, then they get another. Then they get a point. Then they get a second one. And all of a sudden, that goal they're they're gone from maybe being three up to five up or you know two up to. F- five up and, and all of a sudden it's kind of game over so I think the big thing for Milton will be that if this is for any team that if, if their marquee player gets a goal that it doesn't automatically mean that they're going to get the next score that ha- that has to be a responsibility for everyone from keeper to you know people can't go hiding if that, if that makes yeah. sense for sure and just on that uh, you both mentioned that you expect Milton to win this but this this is definitely a game where it seems like it's it's vital here for Anadown to win really Father, because Mike Cullen to come and then James's could already be on six if Milltown were to beat James's then they go on to six. Like this could really decide whether Anadown progress into the knockout stages or not. Yeah, definitely. As I said, you know, they, they did start they had a slow start to the year, but um they seem to be motoring now, gathering a bit of momentum and, and, and everyone know, Barry will know that, you know, a bit of confidence after six goals the last day, you, you feel on top of the world, like, you know, in any game and they'll, they'll feel, you know, they're well up for this this weekend and, you know, and they, they're very right as well, like, but it's, it's all about confidence, building momentum and, you know, they'll they'll be aware of what's happening in the group around them and they'll, they'll see this as, you know, a must-win game, they're not going to take it lightly, but... I, as I said, it's only my prediction. It's going to be a tight squeeze either way, but I just go for Milton for one. That's all probably, you know. But Anadown could be could be the other way around and more, you know. Yeah, like it's 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 a toss point. Just, just 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 on that note, Pedro, you're not allowed to do that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> can't you I I you can't avoid the the Twitter Twitter at it by going for both for both. Right, teams. okay. But, but no, I, I agree with you. Like in fairness, uh, this is one where you would say a draw. A draw yeah. certainly wouldn't be off the cards, but um, but you're but on that like I don't think we can spend as much time in every game, but on that. Like and a down probably have to win in that yeah. they won't be expected to get anything off 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 Mike Cullen in the last game. Now yeah. the big advantage they'll have is that the, they should still have a big big score difference, but that leaves them on four. St James's we would imagine will beat on Spidget at the weekend. They'll already have six, and if Milltown beat them at the weekend, they'll be on six. So and a down would have to go and beat Mike Cullen yeah. to get anything out of the game. So I think you're right, Paul. I think this is a this is a, a one of those games that decides your year, really. Yeah. Yeah, it seems really significant. Just on the other two games, obviously, you have there uh, Lester Moore and Mike Cullen in Pierce Stadium um, at 3.45 on uh, Sunday. It's just kind of on Lester Moore, Pather, and Spidale as a whole, or um, even referencing on the power rankings. Both of them teams that they are already looking at that final game between them. Um, it's just been a year where both of them have really struggled. Yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd be close to lads on, on, on both squads. I was only speaking with Kieran Barrett there, the Letsimore captain, about a week ago or 10 days ago. And he just said, you know, 
Look, let's, let's more dogged lads, you know, they'll fight to the end no matter what. That's the type of lads they are. They're, they have a great character back there. They have a great club and, you know, the great heart and all of us. Asher, going up against Mike Cullen, they probably know it's realistic. They probably are looking at the last game, but, you know, I, you know, they'll be focused on it, but I think they've one or two back from America now that we're gone, you know, so um, what's his own Barrett and Oshie McDonough. So, you know, it adds to their strength and they'll, they'll give it a good go. As for Spiddle, I, I'm aware that uh, Finian O'Lai is back from Australia, which is a huge boost for them, you know, and and Finn, and um, what let's say, um, Spiddle best James as last year in the relegation. Like, so they might fancy themselves against James as this weekend. You know, they'll they'll be up first, definitely another another team that are very dogged and they'll fight to the end and fight for every battle. So I, I wouldn't write I wouldn't write Spiddle totally off this weekend, but uh, it does come back it does come down to the last day for the two for the two teams really. Is it, is that the struggle with some of the clubs in the Gwail to of just losing players at the minute? Ah, you know, I, I I suppose it is, and it and it isn't. It's the same for it's the same for other clubs around Galway, and you know, it's 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 a struggle with every club really. Um, I suppose the the desire for people to go and get out of there because of because of what Australia and America can draw, even in terms of GA, like you know, it's 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 huge these days, but. It is a struggle, I suppose, but it, it doesn't necessarily come down to Connemara clubs. I don't think. I think it's every club are battling these kind of battles every day of the week. But uh, it's just it is it is tough for for Spiddle and Leicestermore at the moment the position they're in, I suppose. Would you expect James and Mike Fallon to have too much for either? Uh, well, James is obviously in Spiddle uh, Sunday at two o'clock, and then as you mentioned, Leicestermore and Mike Fallon three forty-five on Sunday. That's a double header in Pierce Stadium. Would you yeah. expect James James is and. Um, James and Mike Cullen to have too much there, Barry? Well, definitely uh, Mike Cullen. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, you're right. Uh, yeah, Mike Cullen. The big, big thing for Mike Cullen will be: Do we see Sean Kelly back? I think that's that's kind of a an interesting one. And he, I expect St James to win, um, but it is one that if you were to look for a shot for the weekend, it wouldn't surprise me that that on speed jail they'll they'll certainly, you know, they they won't be overly fearful. Of St James's, who are showing really good form, they probably don't have that killer forward that's going to absolutely nail you, like a Damien Comer or whatever. So I think I think on Spidge you will fancy a, a rattle at St James's, and it could be a good kind of a uh, maybe a good confidence builder, even if they don't if they don't get a win, but it could be a good confidence builder to get over that and a down one and and build for a right crack and a, a right battle with Letchmore. There are two games uh, in Pierce Stadium uh, on Sunday, as Double Edgar has mentioned. On to Group 2, you have three games uh, this weekend. Kerfin, Kastran, uh, Tume Stadium, Saturday at 4. Then um, on Saturday as well, you have Salty, McIncair and Berna at quarter past 4. And that's followed by Uchtered and Kalanen, uh Saturday at 6. The table at the minute stands. Kerfin on top at 6 points, Salty in second at 4. Uchtered in third on three points, and then you have Kalshran and Bernard level on two points. Obviously, Kalshran dramatically by Bernard's last game, and Kalanin's in bottom of the table uh, on one point. It's when you're nearly looking at the table here, Pather, you're nearly thinking it's already about the battle for third spot. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, you know, Corfin are going very well, especially I'd say they took huge confidence from beating Salt Hill, especially last year's finalists and all. But you can never write off Kerfin anyways. 
as for Salt Hill, they went in, into a local local uh, derby this weekend, obviously in far better form than Barnard. They probably will come out on top of that, yeah. Uh, for the third spot, it's it's up for grabs there, you know. Uttarar Kalanen to be huge on this weekend. You know, Paddy Sweeney came off injured, I think, against Salt Hill the last day. Is he going to play today or to, uh, this weekend? Sorry. You know, I put your money, he will be right for it. Like, he's no better man to show up for Kalanen and the Sweeney brothers. Um and Kalanen in saying that, I know they're bottom of the group. They put it up to Salt Hill for a good while in their game. I know maybe Salt Hill pulled away at the end or whatever, but, you know, they, they battled hard. And against the license, you know, maybe Uterard, who who aren't on Salt Hill's level at the moment, I don't think, you know, they could they could easily come out and, and win this game also, you know. So it's 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 up, it's 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 a tough one, but, you know, the the local rivalry between Uterard and Kalanen, you know, goes back so long and, and especially in the county final a few years ago or, or a senior relegation game a few years ago or whatever it was, um, you know, it's going to be a huge day for them. You know, the, the two the two clubs are so massive, they all went to school together and lots of that, you know, so it's it's going to be a big one, that, that game. Would there be a hatred there between them? <laughs> is, is, there a, is there a hatred between any club, you know, a rivalry club? I don't know. I wouldn't call it hatred a, a, a friendly friendly rivalry, maybe, but no. Ah, sure. I suppose you always want to get the better of your rivals no matter what, what happens, what day you're going to hold against them. Just on the first game there, Barry, Kerfin Kastran. Um, Kerfin obviously coming to this game, uh, three wins in a row, Kastran. Um, leaving it late last day against Berna. Kind of similar to Derek Kalanen, there's there will be a there's a rivalry here between the clubs. Yeah, certainly, but unfortunately I suppose they're they're Curfin are operating at a different level to Carlos Tran. But you know, I, I saw Carlos Tran against Sultan Nakara and I thought they they battled really hard and they showed great, you know, resolve for us. They they tackled hard and they played some good football and, I, and you know what they deserved I know it was a late goal I think they deserve two points out of this group so far now like for me for me like if if we're to look down the line this moment like I think this weekend I think Sotil will beat Barna and I think just about Uthrard will beat Kalana so to me the real interesting one then is in the in the last in the last weekend that would put Sawtill on six on six points going into the last weekend, Uchtarard on five, and you'd be saying, right, this last game between Sawtill and Uchtarard is one that you'd be you'd be looking to go and see. And on the flip of that, so you'd have Carlos Strand and Kalanen in the last game. So mm. you know, they're like I think, and and overall, I know we're looking at this weekend's games, and but overall. It's been an absolutely brilliant football championship and the structures is really, really good. You have to give credit to the board on that one. It's competitive. The standard has been excellent. Yeah, look, we know my Cullen and and, and Montbelli, my lock, are probably ahead of, of everyone else. But outside of that, like Corrafin maybe a, a little bit ahead as well. But outside of that, everybody's really competitive. And like I, I think like it'll go down, I think, the week, the last weekend. This weekend will be very interesting the last weekend is going to be absolutely nail-biting. Mm-hmm. For Kalistra and Barry, is it just about staying in this game for as long as possible? Ah, yeah. They're, they're not... Like, Tommy Joyce is around a long time. He, he's not going to have any unrealistic ambitions that... No, no, they might. Who knows? But he'll know that this isn't... This isn't what Kalistra season is all about. You know, their their season, or the sort of not-in-a-carry game, isn't what... So Carlos Strand's season was was all about. 
their season was, you know, Killanen, Barna, and to a certain extent, Duke Durard, the three games. So, yeah, he'll, he'll be competitive. He'll be trying to test Corfin. He'll come up with various different way, methods of getting under their skin. And when they get frustrated, Tommy will have a good old laugh about it. But he'll, be, he'll certainly be saying, right, we, we, we get over this one and we go hell for leather then for our last game. Yeah, with that, even with Kervin Pader, they're top of the table, but probably they're probably frustrated because they kind of fell into Uchtdorf's tactics really in that third game and scraped over the line. So it's probably one they're targeting here in upper performance. Yeah, definitely. You know, and and as it, as Barry and yourself had mentioned, uh, the local rivalry, I suppose, it's there as well. It's you know. They'll, they'll, they'll have learned from that as well. That's the way Curfin are. They learn from their game so much. You know, it's one of them clubs that really you, you see that they don't do the same mistakes twice nearly, you know. They just really focus in on what went wrong and they and they improve for the next day. So I do I do see a big improvement in them uh, this weekend, to be fair. It's probably from some of those forwards that Kevin Johnson probably wants to step up just with, obviously, Jason Leonard and Ian Brett gone at the minute. He, he's probably looking for Dara Silk and, and these players now to step up. Yeah, definitely. And that all comes with experience, you know, like, you know, these lads are, I know they're not as young anymore, but, you know, they're great ballers, like, and, you know, the more games they play, the better they'll become, like, and anybody around Gary Sice, you know, he'll enhance any lad around him, you know, so it's it's a great mixture of young and old, I suppose, but great experience there. And as I said there, with Kevin Johnson, I, I had him myself in the club a few years ago, 10 years ago or so, whatever. He's a, he's a great mind for football. He, he's, you know, he's, you know, he's always thinking ahead and thinking of different things. You know, he's not he's not a an old school character at all. Like he's he's really going to develop them and and try and you know bring the best out of them in, in so many aspects of the game. Just on the other game, uh, Barry in the group Sawtill and Berna, um, Sawtill to have too much here really, or like we probably yeah, don't know how Berna are going to come into this one after the last day. Uh, yeah, again, I, I think I think Sartil will have to have too much for Barna if they're to have any realistic ambition of, of going to, to win this championship, which which I would imagine that their management team and their players have. And again, I suppose a bit like the Sean Kelly thing with Mike Cullen, it's just going to be interesting to see can can Sartil get their, their full quota of players back on the pitch because we know at the moment they've been riddled with injuries. Um, but yeah, I think you know, no point could delving too much into it, but I think Sotil will have again it's a good local rivalry, but I think Sotil will have too much for them. Um and just, you know, as an aside, like I think the form of Kahal Sweeney has been exceptional. I think like if Paul Joyce is looking at someone to to really have gone and taken a club the club championship by the scruff of the neck and shown that he has the the leadership and the ability to to push on with Galway, I think one player that has stood out so far in there for me is Kahal Sweeney. Just on their injury front there, Barry, how important is it to get Tomo and Garrow Armstrong back into action, really, before the knockout stages? Yeah, very important. You know, they looks like they'll probably end up second in the group if, if, if they do, you know. So, like, they're not going to be on the top seeds. Um, so, they're going to have a difficult quarterfinal if, 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 if that's the way it goes. Um Garrod Armstrong, in fairness to him, has been outstanding for Sawtill over the last couple of years and kind of transferred back to that wing-back role, powerful runner. So he he gives them a dynamic. So if, if they look, if that's what they do, 
like Carl Sweeney one side and Garrod another side, they're you know they're coming at you with strike runners on down both flanks. So he's really important. And then the big thing Tamo has in fairness to him is that ball winning ability. Even for marks, he's really good at it. If you have him and Rob Finnerty up top, like you know, he, Tamo can at times be inconsistent, but when he's on form, he's excellent. And like. I think you were, you were probably there, Paul. The battle he had at Owen Curran last year yeah. in Sanatown was was certainly one of the highlights of the championship. And uh, um, you know, I, I, plenty plenty of verbals I would imagine exchanged between the two lads, but 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 competitive. And you know, Owen Curran was excellent, but Rob Thomas still kicked four points from play, so shows how important he is to them. Just on the final game, there, uh, Paddy, you know. Uchtered and Kalanen really, really well. Uh, how do you see it going? Ah, uh, you know, I suppose uh, Barry warned me. Now I need to give an answer, a straight answer, and a straight uh, result. I do think Uchtered will win personally. Um, both teams need need to win as well. You know, in, in terms of the, for the next day out. Um, I know that Keen Monaghan and Adam Tierney are going very well for Uchtered. With Paddy Sweeney injured, how fit will he be, etc. I think I just think that Uchtred have a bit too much at the moment for Kalana. Are Uchtred one of these teams, Paddy, that can be dark horses this year? Possibly, yeah, possibly. They're they're a good unit up there. Like you know, they have a great club behind them. You know, they're well set up, and they they always seem to have very good coaches. Land the last few years, etc. So, you know, it's it's not as if they're just getting about business and just tipping along. They really, I, I'd say, they have high hopes for themselves, and they and they really aim to get there. So. They could be a dark horse. They're a good team. They're a good team, definitely. Yes, the uh, That's the action in Group B. Then it comes to Group C. How that stands at the minute is Montbello have the bye this weekend. They're on top of five points. Then you have uh, Michaels in second on three points. Claire Galway in third on two points. And then Toome and Dunmore on a point apiece. Uh, so the games you have it's a double header in Tune Stadium on Sunday, Claire Gall and Michaels, Sunday at four, and then Tune and Dunmore uh, Sunday at five forty-five. Barry, this is uh the Claire Gall Michaels game to get things underway. It's it's a huge game in a certain sense. It's Michael's last game, so they really have to win if they want to get through because three points does it's hard to know will it be enough. And then Claire Galway are only sitting on two points at the minute, so but both clubs desperately need a win here. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, and Claire Galway, you know, they 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 were poor their first game. Um, and then they, they really improved against Tomb Stars, albeit like a bad first 20 minutes, but came good and 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 did well and, and went on and deservedly won it. But you know, again, same as that time, Michaels have 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 really taken the the group, you know, by the scruff of the neck, and they've been competitive. You know, they got over done more. Um, you know, weren't great against against Montpellier, my lock, and got their draw, got their draw against Tomb Stars. But the one thing for St. Michael's, they know that if they can get a win here, then that's that's them through, you know, in second place. No one can catch them in the last game, so they'll have that'll be a big big carrot for them and they'll also know that like if they if they get if they beat Claire Galway like the reality is well no guarantee but Claire Galway should get a result against 
done more in their last game and it'll mean the two stars will need to get a result against Montpellier my lot to try and go and get into another the group. So this group is really, really competitive. I don't think the best third is going to come out of this group. Like five, three and three when you compare it to other groups isn't the highest. You know, there's been a good few draws in this group. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. <clears throat> Claire Galway will feel that, that up top that they might have a little bit more scoring threat than than St. Michael's, but St. Michael's are battling hard and they're not making it easy for, for any team. Yeah, Claire Galway will be very wary. Obviously, Michael's bet them last year in the first mm-hmm. round. But, Pader, uh, the loss of Tygo Malley now for St. Michael's, uh, he won't be available this weekend. How much of a blow is that for them? Yeah, obviously he's a good keeper, very very vocal and 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 a good shot stopper and all. He's he's I suppose when you're when you're a mid table in your group at the moment, I'd say you need every every player you can get. You know what I mean? Some clubs can afford to lose one or two here and there. The top clubs maybe like the likes of my follow and O'Kelly and etc. But Michael's need everyone. Like and I'd say you know after after their they put up one one I think against Montpellier recently. Like they'd be very disappointed with that. Like you know I I know Colum Tumman well the manager. You know he'd he'd be awful, you know, upset about that, and you know to bother him is, of course, like it to bother any team. But they'll they'll really be on a mission this weekend to to really put that right, you know, and and they're well capable of it. So um, I I personally think I I go for a Michael's win in this one, but it, it's it's going to be definitely another tight one. Yeah, how does Barry respond to that? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I was entitled for my to, to to express my opinion. You told me from the start. You're going to be cancelled in Killan, and now you're going to be cancelled. <laughs> um, yeah, like uh, to be very hard for me now to sit here and argue and say that that um, Kerrgoe are, are red hot favourites for this game. They're not. They're, it's going to be a huge battle, as you said. St. Michael's had a good good win over them last year. If it comes down to a dogfight and really really tight, you'd have to say. Probably St. Michael's will, will shade that one. I think Claire Gall will want a, a real open running game and they'll want to get Jacqueline going forward, Jason Riley going forward and, and try and get a bit more ball into Mark Rowan. Um, but like it's going to be tight, but um I, I just have to I have to trump for, for Claire Gall on this <laughs> one. Barry, fair that thoughts about Claire Gall backing this up because like if if you look now if the if a performance isn't produced this weekend they wouldn't have put back-to-back performances together in this group. They have put back-to-back performances together in a, in a good way, to be fair. And um, and that's 100%. And like 20 minutes into the Tomb game, 25 minutes, 20 minutes, 23 minutes, I think, into the Tomb game, I was really worried. I think there were seven points to one down. They weren't going that well. Tomb had Tomb were causing the problems. Carl McWalter was giving Jacqueline plenty of it at 11. The Darren Hennessy popped up with a goal and then he got a second one and Claire Galway kind of powered the way back into it and Jack got, got to grips of everything at the back and Jason Riley started causing tune problems and in reality they ran out the deserved winners but but like that's the big one now. Can they go and that's the challenge and if I was sitting in a Claire Galway dressing room as a, as a coach or manager what I'd be saying to them is like you've you got to do it. You've got to go and back it up and there's not a lot Anyone else can do bar bar the players and make sure that they they go and express themselves and they, and they they show high energy levels, high work rate. They have pace, I would say, in terms of pace. They're probably a little bit more than St. Michael's, so that's the sort of game that they want to go and exploit and and go and develop. 
then with Michaels, obviously, Pedro, we talked about the loss of Tygo Mali. I'm not sure what the story with Avon Brannigan is this weekend either. Will he be available or not? But there's there's younger players here in the Michael side now coming through, the likes of Gary Higgins and Colonel Gallagher. These players are standing out for them. Yeah, definitely. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't be overly familiar with Michael side, but I remember actually I, I met Colin Tommen only not too long ago and and we were having breakfast there in a, in in a, in town and we were saying I, I saw a picture of the Michaels team after some game on Twitter or something and I was saying geez I don't recognize any of the lads and you said me yeah it's a young group like you know but they were gelling well at the time and you know it's like like any club they have to bleed new lads through but these lads are stepping up to the plate you know obviously the the Mount Bellu game would be a, a a big loss to them and a big kind of dent in in, in their you know side going forward but you know they, they'll as Barry mentioned earlier on it's their last game at the group you know they need to power on you know they need to really show that they, they want to be you know get through this group and to, to show that they're well capable of getting through the group so it's, it's going to be a huge test now but the young lads seem to be you know they're impressing me so far Michaels you know it's a, it's a good club there but you know like like Barry said you need to back it up now and, and go for go for broke this weekend The final game then the senior championship assumed or more um Whoever loses this is out of the championship, so it's probably the the most game in the championship that is most at stake, and there's probably already people thinking of the Tume Dunmore old battles um, that they used to have between the two clubs, and there, there's going to be a bit of bite and a bit of niggle to this at the weekend, Paddy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's you know like any uh, local rivalry, it's it's always a huge one. Um, Michael or sorry, Dunmore just just being you know up to senior again. They're getting a taste of things. You know they did okay the last day out. Um, but you know my my opinion is I suppose that the experience of Shum will come through, and I I do expect Shum to come out on top of this one. They'll probably feel that they're a touch unlucky in 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 a few games, especially the Clergawey game. Maybe they with as Barry mentioned, they're seven one up. You know you. I know it's probably early on in the game, it's 20 minutes gone, 15 minutes gone. But when you're that far up, you know, you have to close out games or you have to do something tactical. You know, you have to slow it down if you see a goal going in. You have to get the next possession or something. Two goals going in in a row is a real blow. Like so, but they'll they'll learn from that and they'll know that you know it's a huge one at stake, not even just on the pitch, but for, for pride and all that too, and in, in, in the local rivals, you know. Yeah, as Tyler mentioned there, Barry, there's a huge amount at stake uh this weekend. Uh yeah, huge huge amount at stake. Um, Claire Galway, or sorry, Tum Tum against Claire Galway, they like they're really impressive. That that's the the killer for them. They were so impressive in that first twenty twenty five minutes. Like as I said, Cormac was flying. Gary O'Donnell doing really well at the back for them. Jamie Murphy and and like and I said this on the radio. Like Jamie Murphy is a guy that. You know, lots of footballers are very good when you're going well. Jamie Murphy is very good when you're going badly. And that's a real sign of a top quality footballer. Mm -hmm. And like they had a really good league and then they they tanked Claire Galway a couple of times and um I don't know, just couldn't get to grips around the middle of the pitch. They couldn't cope with Jason Riley coming from, from deep and, and they just struggled and you know, then they would have been expecting, and their management would have been expecting, and and Ben O'Connell, Ben O'Connell is a big loss them up top as well. Uh, you know, I think he played against St. Michael's. He didn't play against Clare Galway, so it'll be interesting to see see what is he okay this weekend. But they'll be expecting to get over to more. Uh, to to more deserve massive credit for their draw against Montpellier. My lock, they they parked the bus. Fair play to them. Like 
you can't hold that against them and Montpellier and Lachlan were just frustrated but I think as you said pride will probably dictate that they they won't do the same against Tune. they'll want to go and play football and express themselves and it might just allow Tune a little bit more space up top where where they can um where they can do damage. But I think Tune with some good young players coming through as well. Young Heena and the wing backs a fine footballer. So uh I think Tune will get get a result in this one and it makes it makes that last weekend uh very, very interesting. Is this an opportunity though Barry now for Yeah, Every game's an opportunity. Um and and it's an opportunity for them to to, to to test themselves because like you know they they get a win and they get a win in this one and then Tune will have to go and beat Montpellier my lock um in the last game to avoid that relegation battle so that's you know that's a that's a big incentive for them as well it takes them out of that relegation zone uh if they get best and they have to go and beat Kergolway you know so it's, there's loads of little scenarios that it gives them an opportunity but most important is they'll they'll go and they'll enjoy this and as you said about local rivalries like this doesn't come any any greater and these lads will have all gone to school together their fathers will have all gone to school together their grandfathers will have all gone to school together so two and or more are steeped in in a in a rivalry and someday they'll be no different I'd say. Just to touch then briefly lads on the intermediate before we um, finish up so Basically, in intermediate this weekend, you have first versus second. So whoever wins that goes straight into quarterfinals. Second goes into a prelim. And then third and fourth battle it out for who goes into the remaining preliminary quarterfinal spots and who goes in uh, to relegation. Just just coming to your first uh, pattern on Group A. So how you have it at the minute is you have Brendan and Glenn Maddie level up four and then you have Caharo and Williamstown on zero. Brendan's played Glenamadi and Cahiro played Williamstown. How do you see that going in Group A Padder this weekend? Yeah, obviously um Cahiro just coming down from senior after after such a long stint up there, like you know, they were the kings of of senior and 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 Connemara there for a long time. I think they were 25 plus years up there, you know. So coming down to Nuida, obviously a new ball game, it, it wasn't easy for them, you know. Um two losses, they'll be very hurt by that, like, and especially Colin O'Donnell or Colin O'Donnell there, I think he's after turning his cruise ship last week. He'd be a stalwart at number six, number five for them, you know, for 10 years, even 11 years, you know. But I reckon, I reckon Carroll will beat Williamstown this weekend. You know, they're, they're just, I think they're, that they have too much at the moment. Williamstown not getting anything against them. They were a strong team for a long time, but I don't think they were as strong this year as they used to be. Um, Brendan's and Glenn and Maddie, I, I think I put Glenn and Maddie at number one for, for, um, up there with Hill Conley for for being the best team in intermediate at the moment. They seem very strong, very well set up. I think it's a, you know, I reckon they'll come out on top against Brendan's. Not putting anything against Brendan's, but I think I think Glenamadi should beat Brendan's. I'm not saying by much now, and I think Caro should come out on top against Wiltam, uh, Williamstown. Sorry. Then just on Group B, Barry uh, Bonnevay and Calcher level on four points each, and then Kerfin's second team play Clifton. They're both on zero, so whoever wins between Kerfin and Clifton goes into the prelim, and whoever loses goes into the relegation. How do you see that unfolded this weekend? Uh, yeah, it, it's a again, it's a really good opportunity for the Caltras, the likes of Caltra to pit them, pit themselves up against Monavay Abbey, who've been going really, really well, and it'll tell a lot. And like all of these teams will want a direct route into, they don't want preliminary quarterfinals because they're just a, 
a complete banana skin. They want to sit back, get into a quarter final, particularly someone like Munave Abbey or even the you know, culture as well, because you've the, the lads playing with a Haskell Fohan and stuff. But they want to give their players as much of a break as possible. They'll be able to go to all the preliminary quarterfinals and have a full run into to what to be really competitive quarterfinals. Uh, you know, I expect Curfin, Curfin Intermediates have actually been a little bit disappointing because they were in the county semi-final last year and just never really got going. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll be disappointed with that. And even in like terms of the leagues, there were two leagues above Caltra. Um, so are two divisions above Caltra. So they'll be disappointed. I would imagine they'll 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 account for Clifton. And I would say that Munave Abbey will will get over Caltra, but just about and it'll be uh it'll be a good game of football if it's nothing else. Just then on group C, uh, you have you have Granox and Kilcomley uh, level on four points each, and then you have Court and Shamrocks and Clifton and Clonburn, uh similar to all the other groups here. Uh, Pat, I'm going to ask you to predict this, but I presume you're not going against your own club, anyways. Uh, get... <laughs> I, I thought you'd leave this one to Barry now, to be honest. But, uh, no, um, you know, I, from from reports at home, I think that me and Ralph are going well, they're happy. You know, things seem to be a bit different this year compared to other years. I, I'm not saying there's huge changes, it's just small little tweaks. There's a few different boys on board. Um, as I said at the start of the show, I think they, I think you know, as a club, we we feel ourselves we underperform a lot, you know. A big one for us the last day was getting two back to back, you know, back to back win in a row, like as Barry mentioned with uh, Claire Galway, like or whatever. Like I, I couldn't think of the last time we got two championship wins in a row, you know, be it an intermediate or senior ten years ago. You know, it was always difficult to to get that consistency. So they'll be happy enough with that. But obviously, the huge test now, Kilkenny, I've them ranked up with Glenamadi from the start. They're a good team, very strong. Um, I do personally think Kilconley are the better team, but um, I, I suppose I have to say that too, you know, to blow them up compared to my own. <laughs> no, I, I, I think Kilconley are strong, you know, me and Randolph, you know, they're, they're, they're solid this year, they seem to be better, but I just think Kilconley are, are a bit stronger, but I'm, I'm going to go with my own club anyways, but it, it's going to be a good game now, very good battle. Uh, in terms of um, Caltra, or, you know, not Caltra, Corthoon and... um Kilcurrent, Clumburn, you know, I suppose Cartoon, you know, is, is hard for them without uh, one of the Varleys there, Paul Varley. You know, I, I, I don't know who's going to come out on top of that. They, they, they seem to be rather on the, on the decline at the moment, you know, it's, it's just tough for them. They're going through a bad patch. Uh, Kilcurrent, Clumburn, the same, you know, without the likes of Sheeny. It's hard for clubs like that. You need all your players at all times, you know, it's, it's no different to any other club. You just need every single lad you have available um, to, co- to call a winner on that one. It's tough. I'll, I'll probably go with uh, Cartoon. Then just Group D, Barry to finish. Um, more Mary and Inhalar and uh, level of four points each to play each other uh, this weekend. And then you have St. Gabriel's and Killer Aaron as well. Um, and they're both on zero points each. So similar to every other group there, whoever wins goes between Gabriel's, Killer Aaron goes into prelim and whoever loses uh, enters the relegation. Yeah, they'll be very very little to separate Ormore Mary and, and Ilan Aaron. Now, Ilan Aaron, unlucky, I've said this a few times, like Colin O'Brien on, I think, is in, is he in Australia, Padrogue, so, yeah, or America. Yeah, so, so he's a big, big loss to them. But, you know, they're still, they, then on the flip side of that, they get Sean McCurns back. So, you know, they've Stephen Joyce there. He loved them well drilled, well coached. I think just Ormore Mary, they have, a, I think they have a, they have a, 
fairly good scoring difference, Orma Marion. They've put up more scores than I know Aaron. So I think just on the base of that, nothing else. Um, so this isn't it's scientific by any stretch of the imagination. I'm, I'm just going to go in on Aaron in that one. And I think, like, Killeraire and St. Gabriel's a toss for coin, but but I, I think Killeraire might just come out on top in that one and and uh, and and put themselves into a, a preliminary quarter final place because, like, you know, Galway football needs the likes of Killeraire and being competitive. And yeah, they're in, in the doldrums at the minute, not as strong, obviously, as they used to have been, but. They, they just need to, to hang on, hang on, hang on and, and try and get a couple of players through and, and, and push back up to, to where they rightly belong. Yeah, so they're all the games need to be the championship, uh, eight games in total, a lot to be decided of who gets the knockout stages, who goes straight through to the quarters and who enters uh, the relegation playoffs where no one wants to be. And then um, loads of games as well in the senior championship a lot to be decided there over the weekend as well. But that's all we have time for on our podcast for today. Uh, thanks a million to the lads for jumping on.